An idea for a land had been fulfilled, and now it was time for a whole new world. I'm Elijah Davidson. And I'm Jackson Davidson. This is Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a... Each episode of GBBT looks at a stateside Disney park in detail. The show is broken up into three parts. Yesterday discusses the park's development and history. Today looks at three aspects of the park, attractions, theming, and dining. Tomorrow looks at the future of the park. At the end of the episode, we rate the park in each of the three categories, and the park gets a composite score out of 60, which we will use for ranking them in the final episode of the season. Walt Disney was dead. On December 15, 1967, Disney passed away in St. Joseph Hospital in Burbank, California, from lung cancer, a consequence of smoking pipes and unfiltered cigarettes for the majority of his life. However, Disney's final years were not quiet. He continued to produce family films and oversee Disneyland. The park had been Walt's dream, but as we discussed in the previous episode, Disneyland had some issues, mainly the many businesses which surrounded the park from all sides. Disneyland was also missing a big share of the nation. Only a handful of visitors were from east of the Mississippi, where the majority of the country's population lives. So, a new idea was born. Simply codenamed the Florida Project, Disney bought over 30,000 acres of Florida swampland through dummy corporations so as to keep the land cheap. It would become a fully-fledged resort, sidestepping the issue of being boxed in by outside businesses and hotels. The new park was officially announced on November 15, 1965, 25 months before Disney's death. The park was nowhere near completion when Disney died, but his brother Roy oversaw the completion of the park, and Walt Disney World opened in earnest on October 1st, 1971. Okay, welcome to episode two of the podcast. So, last episode we reviewed Disneyland, and today we will be talking about the second park in chronological order, which is Disney World. Magic Kingdom, specifically. And we're going to follow a similar format as to last time. So what you just heard was the past, and now we're going to discuss the present and future. First, let's discuss attractions. As we discussed in the last episode, Disneyland and Disney World have similar attractions. Um, Disney World usually has slightly upgraded attractions and rides compared to Disneyland, but that's not always true. A lot of the rides at Magic Kingdom are generally just sort of newer versions of rides that had started out at Disneyland. One major exception to that from right after the park's opening, Space Mountain. That actually opened at Magic Kingdom first before Disneyland and then eventually was copied in Disneyland. Because I think the kind of the goal of Magic Kingdom is to have a pretty similar style and rides to Disneyland. One of the main reasons that Disney World was created was because Disneyland was missing a huge chunk of the nation. Um, Over 75% of people live east of the Mississippi at that time, at least. So they wanted to make sure that they were capturing the entire market. And Disney World mainly presented an opportunity to solve some of the issues like we were talking about and become a fully-fledged resort, which is why they bought so much land. It was mainly just kind of to be an upgraded version, I guess, of Disneyland in as many ways as they could. Magic Kingdom mainly uh, was supposed to be, I guess, pretty similar to Disneyland. So, of course, over time, there's been a divergence 
in what attractions they have. They couldn't always have the same attractions forever. So while they do have a lot of attractions in common, they do have some different ones. Uh, specifically, you've got Seven Dwarves Mine Train that just opened up a few years back. It's kind of a more polished version of Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, it's... In our opinion, yeah. Big Thunder Mountain with more animatronics and theming. Uh, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is another one. Really, a lot of Tomorrowland is pretty different. The People Movers are still open in Disney World. Disneyland also used to have the People Mover, but in 2001, that was converted to the Rocket Rods, which was supposed to be a high-speed attraction that used the People Mover layout, but it had a lot of issues, and it was constantly shutting down and eventually they decided to scrap it but it would have been too expensive to remove so that's why you can still see people mover track in disneyland but not the actual people movers so i think that's about it for attractions let's move on to dining so like before some of the dining is the same between magic kingdom and disneyland but it's different. Magic Kingdom has more specialty food than Disneyland, which, in our opinion, is better. The main ones are Cinderella's Castle and Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest can be found in Beast Castle, which was built specifically for that this dining experience. Yeah. And it was it's sitting up on a hill in Magic Kingdom. Cinderella's Royal Table is also the same way. There's not that restaurant in Disneyland, but it is in Disney World. Um, and it's inside Cinderella's Castle. Which is much larger than the Disneyland counterpart. There's there's overall just more specific restaurants, and in our opinion, better food across the board. Moving on to theming. The theming is mainly the same to Disneyland. They share a lot of the same lands, like Frontierland and Adventureland and Tomorrowland and that sort of thing. So, um, Cinderella's Castle... And Sleeping Beauty Castle. Sleeping Beauty is the Disneyland castle, and Cinderella is the Magic Kingdom castle. Um, Cinderella's castle is much larger. It's over twice the size of the Disneyland counterpart. The Disneyland counterpart. Magic Kingdom has Liberty Square, and Disneyland does not have that. When the park opened, that was the main difference in terms of the lands. It also has the Hall of Presidents, the Liberty Square Riverboat, and the Great Moments in American History with the Muppets. That's a show that can be found there. Not too many of the big ticket attractions, but it's still different. The other big difference in theming is Belle's Castle, or the Beauty and the Beast Castle. That's, as we said earlier, is housing Be Our Guest. It's not very notable if you don't go to the restaurant, um, which can be hard to get reservations for, so it's not noticed very often, but it's, again, something that's different. So, Let's move on to the future of the park. So, Magic Kingdom has more of a future, it would seem, than maybe Disneyland does, as we were discussing in the previous episode. Uh, the Tron Light Cycle Ride, that is coming from Shanghai Disney, which opened just a few years back. And that's a very popular ride over there, so they're bringing that to the U the U.S. They're also bringing a new fireworks show that's supposed to be better than the other ones. Um, the Happily Ever After fireworks show. And then there is several rumors about different things opening. Um, 
there's the Williswood Theater, which is a replica of a theater in Walt Disney's Kansas home. Um, but there's rumors that that is no longer being built, which would be, it would be located on Main Street and show movies. Overall, like Disneyland, it's remained pretty unchanged throughout its entire career. It definitely has had more changes than Disneyland, but still less than most of the other parks. So there's, again, not very much to talk about in the future. So, But it seems to have more of a future than Disneyland, Disneyland did. Magic Kingdom does. So I guess we'll move on to ratings. Would you like to go first since I went first last time? Sure. For attractions, we'll start with attractions. I'm going to give it a 9 because I think that a lot of the attractions are similar to Disneyland, but they are a little more upgraded and a little more nicer looking. And then, of course, there's also some attractions that separate it, mainly the Seven Doors Mine Train. That's a lot of fun. And the People Mover. I actually love the People Mover. Yeah, we're both big fans of the People Mover. It's kind of just the nostalgia of that. So, um, and since that can't be found in Disneyland, that'll bump the score up a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a eight and a half because, um, like Elijah said, there's the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which I'm a big fan of, and overall just slightly better attractions, and the People Movers as well. <laughs> we do, we do like the People Movers. So overall, that gives the attractions at Magic Kingdom a 17.5. Let's move on to theming. I'm definitely impressed with the theming. I know I was impressed with the theming at Disneyland, but I think Disney World maybe does just a little bit better job. It definitely looks a little cleaner, I think, and since the castle really towers over you more here, that really gives you a sense of immersion. I'm going to give the theming an 8. I'm going to give the theming an 8 as well, because, uh, like Elijah said, the castle overall is just kind of the main, it's the logo for Disney World. Like, when you think Magic Kingdom, or Disney World even in general, you think of the Cinderella Castle, which is kind of true as well for Disneyland, but not as much. Um, the iconic design of Cinderella Castle is more notable in Disney World and Magic Kingdom than it is in Disneyland. So I'm going to say an 8 as well, which gives theming a 16. Finally, let's rate the dining. I personally think that the dining is better in Magic Kingdom than it is in Disneyland. So I'm going to go ahead and say a a 7.5 because while the dining is still doesn't hit quite the highs of other places like Epcot, which will be the next episode. It does, I think, does a better job than Disneyland does at dining because Disneyland is much more generic, I think, in terms of where you can eat. Um, I'm going to give dining a 7.5 because, like Elijah said, it is better than the Disneyland dining, but still not as specific as some of the other parks, mainly Epcot, which will most likely uh, probably take the cake in dining for us. In our opinion, Magic Kingdom is sort of an upgraded version 
of Disneyland that maybe does a better job at rides. It's not a significant upgrade. It's not a massive upgrade, but I think it does a better job than Disneyland, all the areas that Disneyland kind of pioneered. That'll give Magic Kingdom for us a score of 48.5, which is slightly higher than the Disneyland score, but still pretty similar because the parks are mainly pretty similar. So I think that about wraps it up for our second episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you for the next episode, which will be about Epcot. Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow is produced and created by Elijah and Jackson Davidson. Music is courtesy of Disney and Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit our show page in the description. Thank you for listening. <laughs>